Hello everyone, Nick Brigadier here, and as I'm sure you have seen by the title, today we are doing a best of listener submitted episode. In fact, it is the second best of listener submitted episode we've done because you guys have sent us so many good songs, we couldn't contain them all into one best of. This might also seem like a little bit of a cop-out, because unfortunately for the holidays, we did not have time to sit down and uh, record, but uh, there are a few reasons why, especially now, we wanted to do a best of listener submitted episode uh the first reason being before the show as we stated a few episodes back starts to wind its way down the long road into the sunset of the next creative endeavors we are doing i definitely lost that metaphor uh while we're doing that uh we would like to do one last honest to god listener submitted episodes so if you have never submitted a song to us before to dissect now is the time and even if you have we've definitely had some wonderful listeners who have sent us multiple songs please send them to us you can dm us on uh, instagram at the songtopsy report you can email us at the songtopsy report at gmail.com or just uh once again shoot us a message on any of our social media apps and uh, and we will be sure to include that. Now, I was a little intentional about the songs that we picked today, the best of listener submitted episodes. And in fact, the first one we're doing was uh, from the fourth listener submitted episode we did. And uh, the reason why I chose this one, A, just because it's fantastic, and B, because, well, obviously all of our listener submitted episodes have been fantastic. We've just spun nothing but gold for four years. God damn it. We've been doing this podcast for four years. Anyway, the first song that we're doing, we chose because we just recently did our episode on David Hasselhoff's Jekyll and Hyde turn in the musical. And listeners who've been listening to us for a while may actually recall that that is not the first Jekyll and Hyde theme song we have covered. On our fourth listener submitted episode, we covered a different song called Jekyll and Hyde that sounded very slightly different to the musical version. Uh, So with that, the first song on our Best of Listener Submitted episode is Jekyll and Hyde by Five Finger Death Punch. Fun fact, this was the only song we covered that got a fan base angry at us on social media. (laughs) And with that little trivia, uh, here is the clip. A dissection is imperative. So the first song uh, that we're discussing was submitted to us by listener Zach. So thank you very much for submitting this. Zach. Oh, is it with a K or an H? It is with an H. With an H. Or is it with five X's? Zach. <laughs> but no, so the song that Zach suggested to us is the uh, hit song by the band Five Finger Death Punch, which are a hard rock metal band. And, and as Mike is making a fist in his hand and realizing that the thumb technically isn't a finger. That's what I was it's wondering. A digit. It's a little so, digit. Which is actually more badass. It means the hand has got a severed finger in it and is punching you with that additional finger, which that's, is pretty hard That's for. what causes the death, Nick, you know, is that extra finger. Yes, that's what makes it a death punch as opposed to regular punch. There's many flavors of punches, and five-finger death punch are all over that. Uh, but this <laughs> is their... five-finger fruit punch? <laughs> that sounds delicious! <laughs> uh, but no, uh, five-finger death punch, one of their most uh, popular songs is called Jekyll and Hyde, and that was the song that Zach uh, submitted for us to dissect. So here's a little bit of that. This is the when all I've done, all the dreaming, scheming, and screaming become one. Oh, wait, so, Steve, sorry, sorry, sorry. That, I, I pulled up the wrong song. Uh, that was uh, This Is The Moment from the musical Jacqueline and Hyde. Wait, what are we uh, talking wait, wait, about? Hang on. Uh, oh, this, is, this is the song. No! Go back! Go back to the other one! 
So the, so yeah, they're upset about something. They lo- so they're. But real quick, let's give a quick little overview of this band to maybe figure out what they're talking about, what these demons are. Uh, five, four, four finger and one digit death punch is an American heavy metal band from Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, that's formed. A great name in for them. I want to make a parody band now. <laughs> it's more accurate. Uh, formed in two thousand five. Uh, all all I could find uh, for the bio was uh, the band's name comes from quote Kung Fu Cinema. That makes sense. It it all adds up. And yeah, on that note, because uh, I, I did additional research because, you know, we do our due diligence here. Uh, the thumb contrasts with each of the other four fingers by being the only digit that is opposable to the other four fingers and has two flanges rather than three and has a greater breadth from the distal phalanx than the proximal phalanx. So that is why the thumb is technically not a finger. What if you had five thumbs? Then you'd be five <laughs> thumb death punch. What do you want that- from me? Would you be more powerful or less, you think? <laughs> you, had, you had five little pudgy stubs. <laughs> but they're all poseable, you know? That'd be nuts. Mike <laughs> is showing us on his hand what it would yeah. look like. Mike is trying his best, too. <laughs> Mike is trying to dislocate all four of his fingers to give us an idea. All right, hold on, guys. I'm going to need my other hand for this. <laughs> now, I looked into what this band was kind of going for when they did this song. But in order to do that, I'm going to play the very beginning of the song. I kind of jumped to the chorus. This is the beginning of the, of the song. It sounds a little odd. Let, let, let me know what you guys think. There's just so much goddamn weight on my shoulders. All I'm trying to do is live my motherfucking life. Supposed to be happy, but I'm only getting colder. Wear a smile on my face, but there's a demon inside. Okay, so... Ah, crap. Barry. Barry, why aren't you at rehearsal? We're recording the song. Uh, I'm I'm stuck at home. My dog's sick. All right. All right, call back. I'm going to let it go to the machine. Sing the first verse into the machine, and we'll use that. Okay, I'm going to hang up. Go ahead. Steve, that's not a bit. (laughs) So let me explain. Quote, from uh, guitarist Jason Hook, quote, when when he was interviewed about the song, he says, Jason Hook? Jason Hook. Of Five Finger Death Punch? Jason Hook? (laughs) Yes. He doesn't even have the, he doesn't have any of them. He has one, and it's a hook. He's one hook stab. <laughs> anyway. Kick him out of the band. Uh, quote Jason Hook, uh, it's an interesting song because Ivan Moody, who's the vocalist, no. <laughs> His name is Moody? <laughs> I had no idea someone Moody wrote this song. <laughs> no, seriously, this, <laughs> this, is mind, this is mind-boggling. So, Quote, Ivan Moody left me a voicemail in the middle of the night, and I woke up the next morning, and I took his voicemail, and I made it into a song, not realizing that it would be used. I just thought, quote, hey, what about this thing? Everyone loved it. We actually left the voicemail as part of the verse. Like, that's a, quote, organic uh, from its actual audio from his voicemail. Man, that makes my bit not funny. (laughs) No, don't you realize how preposterous that is? You were making a bit, what you thought was like a hyperbolic, like, taking it to an extreme. That's just what they actually did. I know. I thought I was being original. Instead, I pulled it from the collective no, Steve, unconscious. It's funny because it's true. Steve, there's so many, there's so much new comedy you can form from this. Like, for instance, I'm he, too tired. he literally phoned in his performance. That's one thing you could have said. Uh, number two, so... I don't know if you heard, but he just said, there's so much goddamn weight on my shoulders and I'm just trying to live my motherfucking life. So his guitarist, uh, ostensibly his friend, heard this voicemail 
of a guy who sounds like he's going through a lot and doesn't like reach out to him to say, hey, did you talk about anything? Doesn't recommend counseling. He says, I'm going to take that. I'm going to put it in a song. Uh, hey, 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 man, how's it going? Oh, it's going. How are you? I'm not doing well. I just I needed to talk to someone. I, it's, my girl left me. I, I I think I'm about to lose my wait, job. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get the I gotta get the recorder out. Hold on, okay. Do 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 do. Keep talking. Do 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 do. Yeah, could you say it at a more even tempo? <laughs> and I think that I'm going to cut my wrist. Okay, and that's good. If yeah. I yeah. don't, dun, then I'm dun, gonna dun, kill dun, myself dun, in another dun, way. Dun, dun, Please dun, call dun, someone dun, now dun, to dun, come dun, help dun, me. Oh, we oh we oh. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm just trying to think like all the I different like voicemails. I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy doesn't feel bad, right? <laughs> but just imagine if every voicemail could be done the same thing. Your prescription is ready for a refill. <laughs> this is your doctor calling about your mom. The test came <laughs> back. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> no, I, I want that song to be longer. <laughs> Oh, the last, the last note. I just want to say before Steve says what he wants to. Um, the, I the thought gu- Mike was about to say something and just stopped. The guitarist went on. He says, and this is terrifying. Ivan doesn't sleep at night, so it's pretty often he'll call us at four or five in the morning and leave crazy messages on our phones. Everyone loves <laughs> that friend. And rather than seeking help for him, they just stick it in the song. Everyone loves that friend. Yes. If they ever get strapped for money, they could do a good tie-in with like Oreo to promote. I feel like. Oreo, Oreo, there's cream filling inside. <laughs> it's right there. Is there so much goddamn weight on your shoulders that you can't just live your motherfucking life? Is there so much goddamn weight on your shoulders you can't live your motherfucking life? Hi. I'm Ivan Moody, and I'm here to tell you about a new prescription that can help you. You know, I think that guy just needs to do more CrossFit, you know, work on his squats a little bit, you know, be able to... All the band members kind of look like they do CrossFit. Of course they do. (laughs) I am the least shocked by knowledge that the people that sound like this are probably long, black hair, stringy-haired, like, CrossFit gods who look like they don't eat and just make muscle. (laughs) You combine that with some tribal tattoos and oh, some, oh, I am certain, and some vests without any shirt. Oh, under of it. course, yes, yeah, you're 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 getting the picture. So, so besides the OEOs, the Jekyll oh, the Oreos, or the Oreo, the demon inside of them is unoriginality. No. <laughs> <laughs> like Jekyll and Hyde, like was Jekyll filled with with demons? I, I felt like Hyde was just like his his fun okay, little so wacky. His, his wacky chaos man. In Robert Louis Stevenson's The uh, Tragic Story of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, uh, the uh, <clears throat> title character, Dr. Henry Jekyll, uh, develops a formula by which he can, uh, in an effort to understand human duality, uh, exercise 
all negative emotion and evil thoughts from his body and mind. However, the potion instead, the formula instead, sections it off into an alternate, it breaks his mind and shunts it into an alternate personality that is both mentally different and separated from the Jekyll persona and in the original story, physically different. Like he actually like sort of his shrivels. Body his body somewhat. changes. He shrivels up. He gets shorter and meaner, and like with a hump, and uh, like like uh, hits dying. Like hits like poor people in the street with his cane and bashes their head open as he walks down the street. <laughs> oh, he's not quite the swain that little yeah. shriveled man, huh? Uh, but don't don't you love how all modern interpretations of Jekyll and Hyde is just I got a good side and a bad side. Really boils it down to its core core yeah. components. I wonder. I feel like there's a lot of unfortunate ladies out there who are always want to juggle, but they keep fucking hide, you know. And they're like, God damn it, I just want a nice man. <laughs> well, I mean. I mean that that that's the part that uh, that's what splits the personality. All women. women. All women. No, no, no. <laughs> Is that Don't, what you're saying? Not getting in trouble. <laughs> I'm saying that some people uh, do have a different like. In 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 certain relationships, uh, there is a definite swing once. The to active, the left or the right. Once the act, once 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 sex is in the picture, there's like a definite. There's a there's a. It's a paradigm shift in the relationship in most cases, um, and for a lot of people, especially people who have like bad experiences in that realm, uh, it can seem like the person you were like really getting into on the first couple of dates, and then you have sex, and then all of a sudden, like this, they got what they wanted. Their veneer has dropped, and they are an abysmal human being. It's a real Anthony Weiner, Carlos Danger situation. I'm just saying, I feel like women know what that feels like. Wow. Yeah, I, I think women in sensitive relationships are five-finger death punches target demographic. <laughs> this is so relatable. I think... I yeah. meant what Mike was talking about. <laughs> See, and you can't go full hide, you know? Because then you're a murderer. <laughs> exactly! Just say it. You're imagining Hyde choking someone. Yeah. <laughs> I know it, Mike. <laughs> Some people like a little Hyde in their life. Just a little bit, though. That was the only statement on Mike's Hinge profile. <laughs> Jekyll by day, Hyde by night, if you want it. Always falling down in their offended to your madness. Is it all about pride? Seems everyone I know they got a demon inside. If he's full hide, where's the Jekyll? Where's the Jekyll? He's got he's just always a demon. He says he wants to be a Jekyll. He's feeling a lot of pressure, Mike. Uh you know, he's a front man for a very popular band. Uh Mike, but you're saying you can't relate to feeling a lot of pressure on your shoulders and like a need to and like how that can push you. You know, Mike, <laughs> I can remember when I said, hey, Mike, we're going to be recording and we need to be there like half an hour early. Uh, do you think you, could, you can make it? And you left me a message where you said verbatim, 
there's just so much goddamn weight on my shoulders. All I'm trying to do is live my motherfucking life. It's like, Mike, do you need to talk? Like, what's going on? I don't think Mike's here anymore. <laughs> oh, God. It just sounds like, you know what's getting me? It's like the OEOEOs and the, the Oreos and the fucking Jekyll. It's just saying it over and over. I just feel like it's like a real, just like, like a shitty, like uh, like during the halftime, um, like the, during halftime of like a high school football game. Oh, and they yeah. throw on this song. <clears throat> and it's like trying to get you amped. But yeah. it just it's just such, the tone sucks. <laughs> it's just. That's Mike's. Two death fingers out of five for this one. <laughs> Two. I feel like I should be playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That's what I was going to say. This sounds like the soundtrack of a 14-year-old's head mid-kill streak in Call yeah. of Duty. The only thing th- this band is killing with their five-finger punch is, is my buzz, you know? Ooh. Wow. Burn. Ooh, in your the, face, five-finger death punch. Close the door on further discussion. <laughs> I think what? we might... One of these days, I, I do kind of want to do... I, I want to play a song like this while playing, like, Mario Party <laughs> instead. <laughs> like, do a Twitch stream where I just play innocuous child games, like, ch- games for children while f- listening to, like, You're doing hardcore. that, like, that new Yoshi game yeah. in the background you're hearing. There's a German inside. <laughs> well, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> this next listener submitted song is from episode two of listener submitted episodes, and it is the song Hot Girls, which was a minor viral YouTube hit video way back in 2012. A dissection is imperative. Well, no, so the first song we're talking about is kind of violating this unspoken rule I had set up initially that we're only going to kind of poke fun at musicians who made a a crap ton of money off their music. However, I feel somewhat okay about this song because it it was released on YouTube by two teenage girls, Hmm. but it got several millions of views. It was a hot viral video for a minute back in 2012. um, And it's fascinating. There's there's a lot to talk about here. It's, It's like The Millionaires, but without, you know, production value. Or inherent value. But I think it takes place in the same limousine. It does take place in the same limousine, though. Uh, The song we're discussing is Hot Problems by the group Double Take. And this was submitted to us by listener Carly. So thank you very much for uh, bringing this to our attention. Yeah, Yeah, go to hell. (laughs) I don't know why you hate us so much, but thanks, I guess. Yeah, what Steve said might sound harsh, but hear a little bit of the song first before you judge him. Okay, let's just start with that. Steve, remove your face from your hands, get on the mic, and talk about this. I refuse. You gotta admit, I'm going to sleep. The comedic timing these young ladies had with the misdirection right there. Oh, they were so proud of that line. But they don't know. I have a really big look straightly at the camera. Heart. They definitely took a UCB class. <laughs> that is a joke that has been used by better people in better things. What do you think's really killing the vibe of this song? Is it just 
her vocals just like not well it's two it's horrible, two of them like... it, it is um drew garrett and laura lauren willie drew yeah her name is drew is that a girl name it can be a girl it's name. a unisex name drew drew barrymore oh that's true that's all I need to hear, Drew Barrymore. All right. <laughs> I don't know why. I said her, I don't know why speak. I said her name like she's about to walk through the door. Drew Barrymore. Yes, we have a very special guest today on the Song Tops Report, folks. Now, every time Mike needs to be convinced of something, just say Drew Barrymore, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I get it." Pope yeah. Pius the Thirteenth was uh, was actually a woman. Yeah, her name was Drew. You know, like Drew Barrymore. That makes sense. But yeah, so these two young ladies um, apparently rented a limo for a night, uh, got a friend with a camera. And recorded this song that once again got <laughs> and millions. recorded a song instead of what else usually happens when you do those two things. Do you think? All right, I rented a limousine. I've got a guy with a camera. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sing a song. Oh wait, really? Oh, uh, okay. Okay, gonna have to pay me more then. But guys, don't let the don't let the location of the song distract you from the core message of this song. These these. Poor, poor young ladies. Oh, I, wrote think in a ton- I think they're rich. I, I believe they're probably rich. They if like they were poor, rich, they meant- wouldn't have been able to rent the limo. They would have had. They would have owned it already. He meant poor in sense of quality, not in terms of their wealth accumulation. Possibly both, though. We don't know what their financial status is. We just know that these are two hot girls, self-identifying hot girls, who have to go through so many problems in their day-to-day life that we don't really think about. We think hot people have it great. But these women are well, here to tell us. They're hot, so even if they are not themselves financially solvent, they don't necessarily have to pay for most things. They just got to find them sugar daddies. Yes. Poignant remark made by Mike Russell. None of us had any comeback for it. <laughs> but let's hear a little bit more of their rationale, because once again, I think they put together a very compelling argument. don't get me wrong. I love that the sole source of authority on anything that you're choosing to quote is Miley Cyrus. Because like she said, they can't be tamed. That verse made me a little sick to my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed your jaw was like slightly ajaw the entire time. I'm like trying to listen. So she's like, girls call me things. You've eaten food off the street before, too. <laughs> and I did not get a stomachache from that. <laughs> I, <laughs> these girls give me a worse stomachache than street spaghetti, let me tell you. No, um, what is... Girls call me things, like Miley says, I can't be tamed. I mean, that is just like... It's just a... It's just... It's just... just, just throwing. Wait, are you saying two teenage girls who wrote a song about how hot they are didn't write well-thought-out lyrics? Are you telling me... That it doesn't go, whatever their names are, Lennon McCarthy, <laughs> whatever's above them. I don't know who is above them, but... Fun fact, this entire song was actually originally written by Ringo, but then they said, nah, not on this album. I We're hearing a Ringo a, original song. I got a really good song. The problem is, is that none of us are teenage girls. I really need teenage girls to sing this. Maybe on the next album, Ringo. <laughs> Can we get some teenage girl? No, Ringo, for the love of Ringo, for the love of God, I've been telling you to stop asking me that. You're going to get us in trouble. John already said we're bigger than Jesus. The KKK put a hit out on us. But whatever, you compl- whatever complaints you guys have about the verses, 
is immediately rectified by the chorus, which is the best uh-huh. chorus I have ever heard in a song. Listen to this. Hot girls, we have problems too. We're just like you, except we're hot. Hot girls, we have problems too. We're just like you. I'm imagining three dot dot dots there. Except we're hot. It's the only thing that separates them from us. They're hot girls and we're not. Uh, I I rarely proposition the use of autotune. <gasps> but this is one instance. Whoa! I feel like they could have probably benefited from it in some way. Oh my God, Steve! Wow. Steve, you've grown so much since joining this podcast. You're, 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 you're I'm dated thir- opinion. At least three centimeters taller. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying if you're gonna, they're so bad. I'm just saying <laughs> it's an option. You don't. Have I to disagree. Be, you don't have to sound this. I disagree shit. in this specific instance, Steve. I would argue this song is so much more memorable because they're not singing in anything resembling a proper key. But it's awful. You know what I mean? I, I guess in what terms? For us, it's great. Nick, sure, yeah. I mean, it makes it memorable. It makes it a, a song. I want to hear a legitimate artist, like the Beatles, for instance, cover this song where they're actually singing the right notes. I'm trying to imagine too, that. Too now. bad we'll never hear what that sounds like. Hot, hot girls, we have problems too. We're just like you, except we're hot. Now, was this... Now, was this more Lennon? Was this more McCart- uh, McCartney? Because if it's McCartney, I told you, Ringo wrote this entirely. <laughs> I was going to say, if it was more McCartney, then you've got to add in a lot of nonsense words. <laughs> like Miley Cyrus. Hot girls are hot. Doobly dee bee boop boop. Balooba dooby doop boop. I got the look. I got the butt. But those things don't make me a snap. Okay, they, they utilized a different tactic there. They didn't switch the word out. They just shifted it to a lower pitch. But they don't know, think that I'm really a slut. It's like they just couldn't. It's like decide. the voice of Mortal Kombat that says fatality. Yeah, Sonya, <laughs> Jax, slut, Luke <laughs> Kang. You never fight as that character. Are you kidding? The fatality. Oh my god! If if the girls from Double Take were unlockable characters in the latest Mortal Kombat game, <laughs> their fatality is just like they jump in a limo and they just drive it straight out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, so, <laughs> yo, you're conceited. Excuse me. All right. Now I'm going to speak on behalf of all hot people because my opinion is what reflects all of these people. There's a lot of hot people on the planet. There I, are. She is conceited. She is to assume that she can be the ambassador that speaks on behalf of all of them. Ambassador of hot ladies. First of all, I feel you got to be at least like a nine to be the ambassador. And this lady... I don't know. I feel like I can't even judge. Mike, please tell, yeah, are, please tell me this, this 15 to 16-year-old girl, what would you give? What would you rank her as? Is we she a nine? We are venturing very close to Facebook origins territory here. <laughs> Mike, they can identify as hot girls. We are in no position to agree or disagree with that. Listen, at this point, this was what, in 2012? Come yeah. on, six years? I'm sure they're... Of legal age? I'm yes, just, that, that part is at least true. <laughs> How do you always do this to yourself? You always make yourself look as bad as possible. Because you're not, Mike, but Jesus Christ. 
Listen, I'm just gonna... These 15-year-old girls are a definite eight, maybe. <laughs> Tops. I have to be dumb. I don't care about wits. I just want to have fun. People start rumors and say things about me. Funny thing is, I didn't go to that party. <laughs> she looks so- like... <laughs> She like she said that and delivered it like she just delivered the ultimate burn. Well, I didn't even go to that party because there's nothing better than referring to apparently some very specific incident that happened with maybe a small group of people and feeling so confident that that's like the definitive punchline of a song that you don't even bother to have it rhyme with the word that you had before about me party. Really think about that, lady. Come on, this song. Has all this song is musically and lyrically as vapid and empty as the subject material and the performers. So it's perfect in a way. This like there's nothing to any of this. Like music, <laughs> like the like the music. There's nothing to it. The lyrics. There's it just feels like it empty. Like I feel like an empty hole is opened up in in my in my spirit in my astral self. From this, like that's the kind of feeling I get from this song, and the subject material is just as worthless and just as empty as as her cranium. No, <laughs> knocked over my microphone. <laughs> Got him. Mike came precariously close yeah, to just totally toppling you over. You totally, you totally got those fifteen-year-old girls from six years ago. <laughs> you, you just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna mark, I'm gonna make a little mark up here on the chalkboard. You get a mark for that one. Fuck birth. you, sixteen-year-old girls. You're not even nines. <laughs> yeah, you got you got them. Way to burn them. You burned them. Hot girls, we have problems too. We're just like you, except we're hot. Question. Yes. What does them so hot problems? You know, the whole idea I would imagine behind this song is that people kind of get a respect that hot people also have problems. But which I don't disagree. No, don't. That's disagree. very attractive. People have problems. Well, have... they do. They do absolutely. But what does it have to do with them like lying? Like this is this like a, an airing out of one's like misgivings to the world? Like. Like that, why do you? You're going for sympathy, and then you're just throwing yourself under the bus. That's like, per- perhaps it is that their entire existence is a lie. Go on, the new facade. German Steve. <laughs> the facade that they put out is covering a very deep and resonant nothingness that exists within them, and the lie is that facade which they present to the world that covers up this emptiness. Steve, your American accent that you've kept going for the entire recording of the podcast is fantastic. Oh, uh, it's a new character I'm debuting called Sigmund Steve. <laughs> Who psychoanalyzes... Stephen Freud. <laughs> Though I, I do think Stephen Freud's take on that is good. I've just had I a thought. Oh, man, I'm totally using this from now on. I, yes. <laughs> I think maybe they're lying. Maybe they are lying. Maybe they're lying about having problems. Well, they said they, sometimes... no problems. They, in, in their defense, though, they ended the course by saying, and sometimes we lie. They could be lying about that. Oh, my God. This is like that riddle where one can only speak truth and the other can only speak lies. They're those two people. Oh. Who do you trust? The one who says they can only tell lies? If the person's telling the truth, 
then that means they're telling the truth and that they could be lying. I trust the blonde hair, blue eyed one. It's got to be. Because I have blonde hair, blue eyes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Mm. <laughs> well, listen, let's. Uh, thank you very much, Carly. Uh, for that suggestion, but let let let's segue into. Let's get the hell away from this as fast as humanly possible. Yes, you know what? Let, let's let's go into the kitchen. This last listener submitted song. Who? This is a tough one. This might be my favorite one we've ever done. It's a toss up, I think, between this one and the uh, oh god, what was it called? Problems. The screamy, the screamy one with Louis Anderson. Check out our first uh, best of listener submitted episode for that. Uh, but this song is the song Nah, bitch by rapper Hot Ham and Cheese, who disappeared off the face of the earth after recording two semi-viral YouTube songs, including this one, in which he really harps on two specific themes, one being his love of food, and the other one, uh, well, the other one you can listen for yourself on. A dissection is imperative. Is that, so, this song... Uh Uh-oh. We need to spend a little bit of time on this song because this song, once again, technically it was like, it almost violates our rule of like, I think this song may have been released on iTunes, but this was not necessarily released by like a major record company. But this song is unbelievable. Are we about to five finger death punch down on this band? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you guys. (laughs) So this song and this artist are both steeped in mystery. All I can tell you is that this is by a rapper whose name is Hot Ham and Cheese, and the song is called Nah. <laughs> oh, man. I hope he does like uh, rap duets can, with a guy named Sam. Which, can, can I like, just say up front, I don't like ham. I'm not a big cheese fan. And the idea of both of those items being hot together disgusts me. Do you hate breakfast? I don't. I, I enjoy uh, bacon. I don't like ham. No ham. I don't. I, I do not like ham. But I do ham not is Canadian st- bacon. I do not like ham. Well, Steve, I can guarantee you still won't like it after this song. The song is called <laughs> "Nah, Bitch" uh, by Hot Ham and Cheese. So here's a little bit of it. I gotta say, when it gets to the chorus, it just goes to a whole different level. But we gotta get into it. So. Hot ham <laughs> and motherfucking cheese. It's hot ham putting grease on these beats. And when it's hot outside, I cook a grilled cheese on the street. I'm sick of what y'all got to blow. Ain't got time for the cookies to cook, so I eat the dough. And for my bitch, I don't care what you say, yo. Don't show up with McDonald's without my earthly side of mail. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I I feel like he finished writing this song. Like he's, he spends he spends I'm gonna say a couple of hours writing yes, this one. I think it's generous. Uh, writing a cut co- like he's been writing for a couple of hours. He's furious like getting his ideas down. He he finishes the last lyric. He picks his pen off the paper and then goes, "I think I'm hungry." <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> have I just been hungry this whole time? Well, Steve, you're catching on because Hot Ham and Cheese, he has two main things that he really wants to drive home in the song. And we've already figured out one of them. Food. Hot he, Ham and Cheese. He's the Weird Owl of Rap. <laughs> well, I mentioned that's one of the things. There's a second thing that he's really hung up on that we will get to right now. 
She makes me so mad Especially when she eats my fries Out the bottom of the bag When, when I'm grubbing You better not push me I'll eat anything Except for that pussy What? When, when I'm grubbing Why not? You better not Oh, oh, I am Oh, I just don't get it I just, you know, you know what? You, you can't, you can't knock it till you fucking try it, guys. Let me tell you, okay? And now, Professor Michael Russell on the art of cunnilingus. All right, guys, listen. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta taste your lover, all right? And you will be pleasantly surprised if you haven't. Just, just how like. Good at taste, man. Excuse yeah. me, substitute teacher Mike Russell. I have a question. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is geography class. Well, I'm teaching you the geography of a woman's body, okay? <laughs> and, that- and we should all go south of the equator. <laughs> and this was Professor Michael Russell on the art of cunnilingus. For Christ's sake, go take a shower. I mean, come on, man. Nah, bitch. Let me tell you, let that me, pussy stink. Let me tell you something, hot ham and cheese. Your dick ain't a bed of roses either, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but you've been wearing underwear and pants and walking around for like 15 hours. Guess what? Your shit stank too. We literally see him walking to the grocery store and then to the dining room table and then to obviously a McDonald's because he got the fast food. Oh, and he's yeah, and you're gonna be sweating. It looks like a summer greasy food. It looks like a summer day in this. And hot ham and cheese is is a slightly heavy set gentleman as well. So I I think this is I think this is a real like let's not throw stones in glass houses situation. Oh my! Let's not throw ham and cheese houses. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Preach. He's got pride in his ability to eat, and I do respect that to a certain degree. I, I do as well. I do. It's not easy to eat a lot of food, but boy, you, you feel accomplished when you do. Yeah. Yeah. One time I ate 40 chicken wings in 45 minutes and got a t-shirt. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and, and sepsis. T-shirt <laughs> just said you survived. <laughs> I got a t-shirt and dysentery. (laughs) I got dysentery and all they gave me was this shirt. (laughs) This is no joke. And why you taking so long when we're filling my coat? Nah. Okay, I don't appreciate that though. He's mean to the wait staff. That that is a that is a deal breaker. He's for been me. waiting twenty five minutes for a refill. Okay, no, he thinks he's been waiting twenty five minutes. In sure- reality, he has been waiting probably two to three. Someone who with that voracious of an appetite, time works differently. For something them. something about in a in a service situation, whether it's a retail store or a restaurant, there is some sort of space time anomaly between the staff and the customers. There is some sort of vast cosmic uh, chaos. There's some sort of cosmic uh, 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 mischief chaos. at work that renders uh, renders time different depending on where you're sitting in relation to the other person. And hot ham and cheese is only human. He is susceptible to this yeah. as well. It's like time dil- time dilation in the service industry. I'm writing a paper on it. <laughs> 
I found out uh, this is my graduate. This is my thesis. You got to save lives, Steve. Save lives. No, physics doesn't save lives. It just makes you sound smart. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's physics motto. Yeah. It doesn't save lives, but it makes you sound smart. No longer refilling my coat. Nah, nah, bitch, I ain't licking your cunt. I think you'd be working that thing from the back to the front. That is the most disgusting oh lyric I've ever God. heard. I what? ain't licking that cunt. I think you'd be wiping that thing from the back to the front. Oh. Yeah, Mike had to actually. Mike literally Mike, had to act it out. Mike Mike used a diorama to come to the conclusion. Diorama. Diorama. Oh, that's your fault, Nick. You're the gross one. Uh, yo, like, why? Like, if you need to discuss hygiene with your partner, don't do it in a rap song that you release on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's not, he's not discussing the partner's hygiene. I am 100% certain the partner's hygiene is fine. Given his interactions with the waitstaff... Uh, He's the problem. His perception of things, both time, odor... All of his senses are slightly off. all All of his physical reality is off compared to everyone else. You know what? You're right. He's just... And he's just... He's just fat and lazy. <laughs> That's what it is. And he's making up excuses. What kind of a person releases a song bragging about how they won't go, they won't reciprocate oral sex on their partner? Oh, man. Hot ham and cheese won't go down on me? I might as well pack up and leave. That guy will eat anything. Except. <laughs> just buffet a taco bar? Get out of here. No way. Like the video ends and it's just like a woman. The camera, ooh, the camera, uh, like swipes to the right, like in a one eighty, and you see a woman standing there that he has directed the whole song towards. And there's a pause, <laughs> and then she just goes, "Okay, <laughs> I didn't want you to." <laughs> Could we have talked about this before you wrote this whole song, and got like apparently a whole neighborhood of people to participate? Not having the heart attack yet should be illegal. Posted up eating oh. mashed potatoes coupled with sprinkles. This coke ain't working. It's making me bland. I got an idea. I'll just drink the fucking ranch. <laughs> I'll just drink the fucking ranch. <laughs> he dips a chicken wing into ranch dressing. <laughs> this fat fuck. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Ham and Cheese, I don't think you're going to have to worry about women trying to get you to go down on them. <laughs> this guy's hanging out with a pig. <laughs> yeah, there's literally a pig in the music video. He's feeding him Cheetos. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that pig's dead now. Right, I don't think you know pigs what? can digest that. You know what? Hot Ham and Cheese released two songs on YouTube. For all I know, he could be dead now. <laughs> That's the thing. There's no information on him. I had to research and dig so deep, and the only re- thing I could find were just articles referencing this song. And, I don't know. And, and is the other song titled Titties on My Head? It is titled <laughs> Titties on My Head. I think it's a suggested video. But wow, what, what a book ending to a career, you know, between nah, bitch, and titties on my head. What what more needs to be said? He's working his way up the body until he just goes he out the is. door. Like, like Jesus. Uh, when I'm grubbing, you better not push me all anything except for your pussy. When I'm grubbing, you better not push me or eat anything except for that pussy. Nah, bitch. Nah, bitch. Nah, bitch. Wow. 
Oh, why are Dang. these girls sitting alone? Gotta, oh, gotta... he's got the Febreze out! God damn it! No! He's got a whole bunch of kids doing like the dance, I guess, where they're just waving their hands in front of their noses. Like... And yeah, he's got Febreze okay, out Okay, if it's... That's gonna sting. I yes, mean... it will. Oh, yeah, that'd be awful. Oh, my God. Oh, that poor woman. Oh, poor ladies in general. That's insensitive. You know what I mean? <laughs> poor ladies in general. That is for sure. <laughs> yes, on behalf of all men, we apologize for hot ham and cheeses. No, I have nothing to do with hot ham and cheese. I refuse to be party to this. Wow, what an insult. I'll eat anything except for your pussy. And he spends the whole music video showing all and the things. Shovel, they're shoveling shit. He puts sprinkles on mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm sure he'd probably eat bad food, like food that's gone bad in his fridge. Be like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm hungry. They're like, and that stuff stinks. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stinky food out there. We have ventured waist deep into the realm of character assassination. <laughs> he did it himself. He's assassinating his yeah, own. He's dumb and stupid and fat, and I'm pretty sure he eats spoiled food, too. <laughs> Based on no information. It's character suicide, not character assassination. He's doing it to himself. Damn, bitch, what the fuck you talking about? My hunger is bigger than Tom's bank account. They talk. That's a reference to MySpace, Tom, to give you a sense of when this song came out. Oh, this song and video, it's from the early days of YouTube. This came out in 2008. The Halcyon days of 2008. Yes. Hunger is bigger than Tom's bank account. They told me no more waffles at Burger King. I ain't say nothing. I just started murdering. Now, wait. <laughs> he shot up a Burger King because they were out of Whoppers. Let that be a lesson to you, ladies. If uh, your, your man doesn't eat you out, maybe he'll blow up a Burger King. I don't know. I'm trying to make some correlations here. What kind of, <laughs> why, why, is, why do you open up an AK-47 because you couldn't get a Whopper? I think it was an M16. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. For Wait, your... let's slow it down a little bit here. I'm pretty sure it was an M16, all right? Stop everything. We got to fix this. Not only would he cre- would he commit mass murder in a public place, but he won't go down on his lady. The monster! <laughs> ain't even shit less than Camilla or Snack. In the streets, in the heat. Best give me extra bacon before you get beat. In the club, in my ride. Only way I'll eat that pussy if there's garbage inside. Oh! Oh! Oh, is that. It was like the roast beef sandwich, okay, too? Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. I could. I could stomach. Almost this whole song until he talked about Arby's. If you want shorthand for gross shit to eat <laughs> in America, thy name be Arby's. <laughs> I was okay until that moment. The best sign to, to all the women out there listening, the, the, all, the best sign I can say for signs that you're in an abusive relationship is when your significant other says they would rather eat our piece than... <laughs> Holy uh, shit. Uh, uh, what kind of sexual terrorism is this? Jesus. Sexual terrorism of the highest order. Now 
What is this random ass three? Those, so, those... Someone got access to like Windows Movie Maker from like 2007 and went ham, <laughs> hot ham and cheese on it. <laughs> Hog Wild. Yeah, yes. <clears throat> Maybe it was the name of his little pig friend. But that's basically um, Not Bitch by Hot Ham and nah, Cheese. Bitch. So thank you, Zach, number two, for that submission. <laughs> Jesus. For that number two submission. <laughs> yes. Yes, number two in every sense of the word. And that is it for Listener Submitted Episodes Part 2. But once again, it is hopefully not our last episode of Listener Submitted Songs in general. Please, once again, the Report at gmail.com. Send us your song suggestions. Uh, you can also, once again, DM us. Probably Instagram is usually where we're the most active, although not recently. Uh, but we will be posting more stuff there in the near future as well. And once again, I just want to take a moment to say happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Thank you so much for your support as we've gone a little bit more bi-weekly. Uh, we do appreciate you guys still listening and tuning in. And we're so excited for not only the last few episodes of this podcast, but the podcast to come. Did I just drop a teaser about what we're doing next? Yes, I did. As well as some of the video content that we'll be doing as well. Um, I'm really excited. I hope we can share a little bit more details as they solidify. But in the meantime, uh, I'm Nick Brigadier, and we will see you soon. Take care. <laughs>